Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Have you ever felt like giving up? Then this is for you today. You may have met those people who seem to live charmed lives. Everything they touch turns to gold. They have friends in high places. Their dogs never bite. Their cars never rust. Their windows never need cleansing. And their children, ah, they never do anything to embarrass them. Charmed lives. They live in a Camelot kind of world. You remember Camelot, that fictitious home to Arthur Guinevere, Lancelot. In the musical version, the place was described. July and August cannot be too hot. There's a legal limit to the snow here in Camelot. The winter is forbidden till December, and exit March the second on the dot. By order, summer lingers through September in Camelot. Too good to be true? Yes, Camelot is only a fantasy. Solomon described what he called life under the sun, a place filled with thorns and thistles and vexations. You remember the king of Samaria in Scripture. The entire countryside was in the bony clutches of famine. People were starving. They looked to the king for answers, but he had none. He appeared unperturbed in his stately robes, until the day he heard one of the heart-wrenching stories of desperation in his city. Upon hearing the disturbing news, he tore his regal robes, and beneath was the sackcloth worn by people in extreme mourning and sorrow. I suspect that beneath the veneer, beneath the superficial layers, beneath the facade of smiles, and underneath the projected polished image, there is some sackcloth of sorrow with many people hearing me today. I want to help you today. I want to talk to you about people in your life that are away from God, people that hurt you, disappointments you may have. And I believe that today you're going to leave this daily devotion with some strength in the Lord and God is going to be with you. Let me tell you a story. She never wrote a book before she was 50 years of age, but her experiences in life prompted her to share what God was doing in the midst of her trouble. Then she began to write many books, When Your Child Breaks Your Heart, or I'm So Glad You Told Me What I Didn't Want to Hear. But Barbara Johnson's most poignant book, was the one that I read first that she wrote, Where Does a Mother Go to Resign? Her story begins with describing the idyllic setting of her California family. Her husband, Bill, had been a lieutenant commander in the Navy. He went on to a successful engineering career. They had four children, were active in their local church. Everything seemed well. They were working one weekend as counselors in a Christian camp. Her husband went on ahead with the supplies while she followed 20 to 30 minutes behind with the kids. Barbara came around a bend in that mountain road and saw an unusual sight before her. 
debris stacked up in the road, a vehicle mangled in the midst, and what looked like a human wearing clothes that resembled what her husband had been wearing when he left the house. It was all laying in the road. She slammed on her brakes, threw open the car door, and raced to the man's side to discover it was her husband, Bill. He was badly injured, barely alive. This was pre-mobile phone era, so she left her oldest son with his father and drove back down the mountain until she could get to a phone to call for help. The days, the weeks, the months, and the hospital followed. His doctor told her that he was permanently blind and the damage to the brain was so much he would not live long. But they held to the life-giving power of the Lord, and over a solid year they saw things begin to turn around, and eventually Bill would be well enough to return to work. But Barbara would experience one heartache after another. Their son Steve was killed in Vietnam. Her son Tim was killed in a car accident. And her third son, David, disowned the family and disappeared. And in each and every situation, Barbara felt like giving up. Where does a mother go to resign? I'll come back to Barbara's story, but let me stop here to say all of us are tempted to give up now and then. The temptation to give up is often called despair in the Bible. Quite simply, it means to lose hope. That hope is the rope that keeps us holding on. And when you can't find the rope, then you feel like letting go and giving up. It's a universal temptation. It comes to us all. It's the wife who is ready to give up on her husband and her marriage rather than stay and keep trying to make it better. It's the parents who are ready to give up, trying to guide their rebellious teen. It's that grown daughter who has tried over and over again to please her parents without success, and she's ready to completely write off the relationship. It's the teen who is expecting, who can't see any other way out but to give up the life of that unborn child. It's the fed-up employee who wants to honor God with his work, but is just about this close from telling off the boss and walking out the door. It's the victim of cancer who's tired of fighting the illness and thinking of taking their own life. The common basis for this feeling is the sense that things are not going to improve. And when that happens, we lose grip on the rope called hope, and we feel like giving up. Have you ever felt like giving up? Most time, it's what Thoreau called quiet desperation. People going through the motions, people maintaining a facade, detached, stopped working, alienated, stopped persevering, stopped caring, stopped hoping. What do you do when you lose your hope? Barbara Johnson, in her book, Where Does a Mother Go to Resign, will tell you what she did in a similar situation. When you have lost hold on hope momentarily, she said, reach for joy. Barbara's husband, Bill, was severely hurt. She lost two of her sons, a third walked out, and in the midst of all this, Barbara sought for help. 
She wrote to this person and that person, this ministry and another. She tried to find anyone who could give her the words that could fuel in her a desire to go on and succeed. She needed to find the treasure in the midst of trouble. How does a woman, a mother, go through such horrendous circumstances and not lose her mind? If your name is Barbara Johnson, you start with a joy box. Barbara's joy box was just a little shoebox that she began to fill with things that brought her joy. When a note from a friend arrived in the mail, she would put it in her joy box. When she found a scripture verse that was particularly comforting, she would write it on a card and put it in her joy box. She found a book of jokes from when the boys were little and stuffed that in her by now overflowing joy box. The spring flowers from the yard went in there, along with the favorite recipe or two. And when her pieces of joy outgrew the shoebox, she bought a large plastic tub and began to fill the tub with little pieces of life that brought joy. When her joy memorabilia no longer fit in her dozens of bins, she emptied their guest bedroom and it became her joy room. When the guest bedroom could no longer hold it all, Bill built an addition onto their California ranch home to fit all of the notes, the poems, the music, the pictures, the scriptures, and the mementos that reminded Barbara and Bill that they served a God of joy and the joy of the Lord was their strength. Can I share some of Barbara's words to those who feel like giving up? Barbara said you need three things when enduring great trials. You need tears, talk, and time. God can heal your heart. God can rescue you from despair and give you something to rejoice about again. Won't happen overnight, but it will happen. All you have to do is be willing to give every piece of your broken heart to God. You can choose to gather your hearts around the thorns of disappointment, failure, loneliness, and dismay. Or you can gather the flowers of God's grace, boundless love, His abiding presence, and His unmatched joy. She said, I choose to gather the flowers. We may have to live with mountains that will not move, but we can face the inevitable and realize we have greater reserves and resources than we thought possible. Barbara Johnson said in Where Does a Mother Go to Resign? God brought me through the deep water without letting me drown. He held me up when my mind and my emotions were torn apart by tragedy. And he gave me the gift of joy, which made it possible to share with others the good things God was going to do for them also. So when you think about giving up, think again. Reach for joy. That's supernatural strength for daily adversity. There seems to be a natural split in Paul's letter to the Romans. It's as if he closes in chapter 15 and then gets a second wind and inspiration for a second close in Romans 16. He opens a chapter telling them that strong believers should help the weak ones. He speaks of endurance and encouragement that comes only from God. Then he describes Jesus Christ as the root out of dry ground, the Messiah 
who springs from hopeless situations. And that is the source, isn't it? The source of all of our hope, all of our joy, all of our peace, that when things seem to go so bad and everything is against us, there is a root out of dry ground. Jesus is there. Paul is going to close this chapter with this blessing. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. If you've ever felt like giving up, think again. In this week that we're focusing on those who are away from God, if you've ever felt like giving up on a loved one, giving up on a relationship, I urge you to turn to the Lord and find the joy of the Lord that is available in His Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, love and then joy. To get the love of God and know you are loved and then experience the joy that comes from God, it will see you through in those days when you feel like giving up and you feel like walking away. I believe the Lord has a miracle in store. It could happen today. Today, someone could come home. Today, the phone call could come, the text message, and a relationship is restored. I believe in that. I believe in our God, and I believe that you can touch heaven. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. The book on prayer is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.